today on the post turkey day you're still digesting i know edition of the daily gator daily thoughts we're going to go to news of the salvation army and folks when the salvation army as much as has been attacked by the left number of what they do no matter how much good they've done it makes you want to throw your hands up when you hear that they're basically looking at their white to white contributors donors and saying hey you racist bastards will you please apologize for being like so white please uh it just makes you sick to your stomach david brooks one of the most punchable americans at least his face is the very punchable face he saw things at the national conservative conference uh recently and he is big scared of where conservatism going of course david brooks really isn't a conservative and never really was he used to pretend to be on pbs and he used to be kind of relevant until he fell in love with obama's pants actually the crease of his pants i think it's a crease of crease obsessed stalker and if i was obama i'd probably get a, a uh a restraining order san francisco mayor and the police chief are promising to crack down on crime after hoodlums and thugs looted and and looted and destroyed and stole from high-end businesses in the san francisco area you know places like louis vuitton make them into this what do they call it smash and grab sounds like a sounds like a punk rock dance let's do the smash and grab man uh but now they're going to since big rich companies are getting hit maybe they're being threatened with campaign contributions but they're going to crack down on crime and do things to stop uh this business of just telling people hey come in and steal we're not going to prosecute you free free reign and we're going to hear something that uh, should shock you but you probably won't be the head of the NAACP has called the Rittenhouse verdict worse than the Emmett Till trial worse yes it's probably soon it'll be worse than 9-11 worse than the lincoln assassination the garfield assassination the mcginley assassination and the kennedy assassination all rolled up to one and it will probably eventually become a worse plague on society than whoopi goldberg's attempts at humor anyway that's it my friends we will be back in just a moment to kick this pig yes i know you're still digesting just stay awake during the podcast then take a nice nap my friends
So let us go ahead and get into this. We'll start out with Town Hall. little audio here for you. Uh, MSNBS, uh, Zerlina Maxwell is substituting for somebody. Uh, she's not an, uh, one of their, their paid anchors. So she's filling in for somebody here. I'm trying to find the name of the show. Uh, the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell. Uh, no one picks on Lawrence anymore. He's such a jackass. He really is. He's the image I get of, of Lawrence O'Donnell is always the guy who's always getting it extremely wrong on MSNBS. And he's got this look on his face. Like he's just broken the biggest story ever. It was like every night during the Trump years. Oh, tonight we have news. and Oh, we've done it. And, and you know, the world's going to implode on, on Trump any moment. And then nothing ever happens because his source was, the, it was either some crackhead nutcase just bilking Lawrence for money or just Lawrence O'Donnell getting a homeless guy off the street and saying, I'll pay you 50 bucks to say that Trump humped camels. Come on, man, 50 bucks. But uh, anyway, Zerlina Maxwell was subbing for him. Uh, and Zerlina Maxwell used to be on TV a lot. Very cute girl, very pretty lady. Um, obnoxiously leftist, there's no doubt. But the kind of girl you you imagine you could have a really good time with uh, until you found figured out how absolutely clueless she is and in, uh, indoctrinated heavily with leftism. But anyway, they're talking about the verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. And the head of the NAACP, uh, he compared the Rittenhouse verdict with something that probably is a lot worse than a verdict in a trial. Uh, he said it was it was worse than the Emmett Till trial. And if you want to familiarize yourself with the history of Emmett Till, if you don't know, a uh, very ugly chapter, very ugly thing that happened. And comparing that trial to the Rittenhouse trial is literally like comparing burning yourself on the element of the stove and having to put, you know, run under cold water, put some ice and put some burn uh, ointment on it. Comparing that to being electrocuted and struck by lightning at the same moment that you actually burst into flames and spontaneously combusted. That's the level of difference between these two. Uh, but go ahead and listen to, uh, to the head of the NAACP, uh, Derek Johnson. And here you go, my friends. Have a listen to uh, to this screed. For visceral reaction to the verdict today. It was unfortunate for the families of the victim uh, with this outcome. We all witnessed and seen on screen what happened. Uh, but it's a true tale of what we need to do moving forward. Here's a judge that's been elected for the past three days, mostly unopposed. I hope that community take note and recognize that this particular judge is not providing justice for that community. In addition to that, the jury pool question is a real question that we must embrace in a way in which we increase the number of people who are registered to vote and willing to serve on juries. It was an injustice. This was worse than the Emmett Till trial. This was worse to so many trials where we know for a fact individuals committed murder and yet they were not uh, brought to justice. It is unfortunate, but this is America. Oh, it's America. Don't you feel badly for this race-baiting jackass? 
the comparison he made is, again, if you have any grasp of history in that particular case, the Emmett Till case, to compare that in the Rittenhouse trial, he shows what he is. He is a spineless, uh, morally vacuous person who will literally say anything to get more support for his, his side, which is the NAACP. And obviously is a left-wing organization. It's one of these organizations the left has infiltrated and then completely uh, sucked all the life out of it and now is using it as a, uh, basically a racial stick to hit everybody in the head with and, and raise pimp and get more money and power for themselves. Uh, truly despicable, Mr. Johnson. Truly despicable. You ought to have, if you cared about black people and Derek Johnson's black. If you care about black people, how do you not do better than that? And Zerlino Maxwell, how do you not call your guest out and say, excuse me, did you just compare Emmett Till trial and this? Did you actually do that? Or am I delusional? And call him out. But of course not, because that's not her job. Her job is to beat the left wing drumbeat. Over and over, America, evil, racist, white supremacy, bad, 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 must be destroyed at all costs. That's it. That is what the left has become. Uh, absolute jackass, Derek Johnson. Absolutely a jackass. That's what you are. That's what your organization is full of. Race pimps, race baiters, take your pick on the language. Uh, clearly, there was nothing committed by uh, Mr. Rittenhouse in Kenosha, but self-defense. The the videos are absolutely crystal clear. If you watch them with anything remotely resembling an open mind, and you can add two and three and get five, nine out of ten times, you're going to be smart enough to figure out that the, all three of those shootings were self-defense, but you don't care, do you, Mr. Johnson? And it's it's damned apparent what you uh, what does matter to you, sir. And by the way, just so we're all clear, it's guess whose fault. Uh, this is a legacy of the Trump administration. It is about the otherness, a bird they made up, and emboldened so many people. Whether it's Charlottesville, they'll never start talking about Charlottesville, or the synagogue in Pittsburgh. Or in this case, where people feel like it is okay to display their white supremacist behavior in the public square. Well, if you want to be a white supremacist and talk about the wonders of white supremacy, if you want to paint yourself and put yourself out there as a total loser, which white supremacists are total losers, they're as big a loser as Derek Johnson, a different way. He's not racially motivated. He's motivated by his own back back. Uh, back pocket with that wallet in it i would imagine but anyway if you want to do that you've got the right to to say whatever you want go ahead be a white supremacist spread your message your message is horseshit we all know the messaging of white supremacy is horseshit okay and i i regret to have to defame horseshit quite frankly that's what i think of white supremacists but mr uh derrick here is no better and people who keep digging up Charlottesville and who keep lying about what Trump said in Charlottesville, about Charlottesville, brother, when he's clearly on tape saying 
that there were people on both sides of the take the monument down or keep it up a debate on both sides were a lot of good people. Then you had the white supremacists and the Antifa losers uh, beating each other up with sticks and acting like they're badasses. Too bad they all didn't kill each other, quite frankly. And yes, I'm sincere in that sentiment uh, because they're all human filth who frankly morally do not deserve to reside in this country. It's too bad they weren't born somewhere else in a government that uh, would treat them as they frankly deserve to be treated like human trash, which is what they are. But Trump simply said, look, those are bad people. He condemned them totally, but it doesn't matter. Derek Johnson's always going to lie about it. Selena Maxwell's always going to lie about it. Anybody in the mainstream media is going to lie about it. Unfortunately for the families of this murder, uh, here's a 17-year-old who, again, the lie that he came across state lines with a firearm, that's untrue, but keep beating that lie. That's all you have is lies uh, that he purchased illegally. He didn't purchase it. His father bought it. It was in Kenosha, where his father lives, about 30 miles from where Kyle Rittenhouse lives. He was driven across state lines, I believe, by his mother. He didn't have any guns with him. Stop lying. Stop. See if you can have an open, honest debate one time. Any Democrat out there, anyone, anyone, won't happen. Because that uh, that political party, the, the left in, 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 in Massey, uh, absolute zero, zero concern for truth. So he continues, here's a 17-year-old who came across state lines with a farm that he purchased illegally driven by his mother to a community that did not invite him, even though he had several family members there, and even though apparently he had been invited by a, a car lot owner, I believe, allegedly protecting property that was not his property. Again, you can protect property if someone asks you, can you help me? protect my car lot or my pizza place or my little pharmacy I have here, whatever. There's nothing un-American or wrong or illegal or even immoral about that, Mr. Johnson. Nothing at all. And to support law enforcement officers who didn't need support. They didn't need support because the local gutless, uh, testicularly challenged local officials and the state officials of Wisconsin told the police basically stay out of it and let them give them room to destroy and burn and loot. And the private businesses, tough luck. So, yeah, at that point, you do need people in the community to step up and do the right thing. Of course, doing the right thing to Derek Johnson means race pimping. So I'm not even going to waste my breath anymore with that. And so there's no logical reason for him to be there. I've just covered the logical reasons for you. You wouldn't understand, though. The fact that this judge dismissed the armed charges, which shouldn't have been dismissed. He's the judge. Argue with him. He'll probably set you straight very quickly. He doesn't remind me of a judge that likes to put up with a lot of bullshit from bullshit artists and race peddlers. Uh, should the Biden administration bring federal charges? It wasn't a, it was a state of Wisconsin's business to press charges or not. Wasn't a federal crime committed. Do you want to use the federal government now as a tool against people that have trials and are are on the winning side, they get acquitted in a court of law by a jury of their peers, our Constitution lays out. You want to trample that part of the Constitution too? Well, Derek Johnson probably does. 
because we know what he is. Do we have a U.S. attorney that's been appointed in this jurisdiction so we can look at whether or not this young man should be charged? I thought you couldn't be tried twice for the same crime. To me, that kind of tramples double jeopardy. I know maybe not legally it does, but morally it damn sure does. But again, I'm trying to talk morals to a leftist. We know that doesn't work. You and I both know this this person been African-American or Latino, he would be behind bars tonight. Actually, no, I don't know that. And you don't either. Again, stop the race baiting. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the families of the victims will not receive justice. Uh, when your child tries to kill someone and they are killed when that person righteously and rightfully defends themselves, your children get the justice they deserve. In this case, it was bullets. They asked for it and they got it. That is justice. Uh, again, just absolute lies from uh, the head of the NAACP. What a absolute trash organization that has become, my friends. Very sad. They're to me, they're really no different than the Klan. They dress better. They definitely have a better fashion sense. And they don't wear stupid-looking hats, but uh, really sad. Now, we know that the San Francisco area, they have a mayor, in name only, but they basically said, you know what, if you want to loot, if you want to go in a, a Walgreens, CVS, whatever it is, and you want to steal uh, anything under the value of 900 bucks or a thousand, whatever number they set, you can basically go in there and steal and no one can do anything to you. Charges will not be brought. You're scot free. Well, guess what? The thugs don't like to play by those rules. So they went into a very nice area uh, in uh, yeah Union Square is what it's called. And they hit a uh, Louis Vuitton store. I don't even know what Louis Vuitton sells. If someone offered to sell me something that was Louis Vuitton, I wouldn't even want to buy it because it's just one of those names that's snobbery. But I guess they really hit your high dollar stores and ran a lot of customers out and really acted very violently. When you're smashing in a businesses uh, to get to their, their watches or jewelry, whatever they have in those, those glass cases, when they're smashing those things with hammers and stealing stuff and running out and jumping into a bunch of cars and then speeding off, hey, I'm not the one that thought it was a good idea to uh, decriminalize that or not punish that or not uh, arrest people for that. That was you leftist nutcases. And now you want to change. CBS in San Francisco writes, after a huge retail crime spree at Union Square on Friday, San Francisco Mayor London Breed, London Breed, I wonder if he's falling down, uh, and San Francisco PD Chief Bill Scott on Saturday promised changes are coming to the area. The Louis Vuitton store in San Francisco's Union Square was just one of nearly a dozen retail stores hit in the brazen smash-and-grab robbery spree. The Burberry store, where you buy your Burberries at, whatever the hell a Burberry is, Bloomingdale's and Jen's Eyeglasses store, uh, Max for Jewelry and Loan and uh, Yves St. Laurent's store also all targeted. Oh my gosh. 
where were the rich and famous by their their jewelry and glasses and and mascara and such and do you have any great people now look these are high dollar businesses they've got a right to do their business and that business ought to be protected from trashy looters thugs and just thieves but when you get these leftists again the mayor and other leaders and if you can call them leaders in san francisco doing all the things implementing the policies they have then when the obviously going to happen results actually go ahead and happen they're shocked they're stunned i don't i didn't know this would happen my god man now they're robbing people they're stealing things all we did was say you could steal up to nine hundred dollars or a thousand whatever the number was i never dreamed they'd actually act on it these are not smart people these are people who are either incredibly stupid or they're just doing their part to pitch in to screw this country as much as they can because they really hate america and everything about america capitalism uh, free enterprise free markets uh, the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, every amendment, uh, the right to own property, the right to freedom of association. The left really, there's nothing about America they don't hate. What do you expect to happen when you make such policies? I mean, if you put a big door and a big sign in the front yard that says, if we're not home, if the car's not in the driveway, go ahead and take whatever you want from inside. Love. And would I be surprised if I came home one day and the door was kicked in or windows were broken and uh, the cat was totally freaked out because these idiots would never take the damn cat. They won't shut up. But anyway, would I really have a right to say I didn't think it would happen? I really didn't think it could ever happen to me. I mean, this is akin to playing with a freaking toaster or heater while in the bathtub and complaining that you got electrocuted. I don't know what happened. Hell, I was just there trying to keep the water warm. I took that heater in and good God almighty, I never seen such sparks. My hair still, look at my hair, standing straight up and it's all gray, straight white. I ain't but 28 years old. I don't see how that damn thing happened. Idiots. How about, uh, speaking of idiots, how about David Brooks? He is a contributing writer at the Atlantic. The Atlantic is prestigious, you see. You have to be highly, highly stupid and stuffed shirt and, and clueless to write for the Atlantic, mate, okay? We don't just let any idiot write for us. We scour the globe for the biggest idiots that write things. And pretend to know things. And we pay them lots of money for writing at the Atlantic. Do you have any great coupon, by the way? And where the hell's my Louis Vuitton delivery? I don't, I hope that store didn't get ransacked again by the, by the uh, disadvantaged victims of American capitalism. Uh, but anyway, David Brooks went to something called uh, the National Conservatism Conference. I've never heard of it. I don't care about it, and I will probably never attend. Uh, but he wrote a piece about how what he saw there scares, frightens him. It makes his little willy shrink up to even consider the things he saw there. Uh, he writes, Rachel Bovard is one of thousands of smart 
young Americans who flock to Washington each year to make a difference. She's worked in the House and Senate for Republicans, Rand Paul, Pat Toomey, and Mike Lee. She was listed among the most influential women in Washington under 35 by National Journal. She did a stint at the uh, Heritage Foundation and is now pub- uh, policy director rather, of the Conservative Partnership Institute, who, excuse me, whose mission is to train, equip, and unify the conservative movement. She's bright. She's cheerful and funny and has a side hustle as a similar. But and like most people, she has absorbed the dominant ideas of her peer group. One of the ideas she's absorbed is that the conservatives who came before her were insufferably naive. That's funny because David Brooks, along with David Frum, and a lot of others are, well, they are insufferable and they are clueless. And yes, naive, naive kind of fits right in that boat, doesn't it? They thought liberals and conservatives both want what's best for America, disagreeing only how to get there. Uh, But that's not true, she believes. Woke elites, increasingly the mainstream left of this country, do not want what we want. Yes, you're right. They want America, D-O-A. We want America as founded. She told the National uh, Conservatism Conference, which was held earlier in the month in a bland hotel, alongside theme parks in Orlando. (laughs) Oh, you're staying at the Bland Hotel. Well, I hope you have a boring-ass day. What they want is to destroy us, she said. Not only will they use every power at their disposal to achieve their goal, but they've already been doing it for years. She's right, David Brooks. Such language frightens David Brooks, apparently. It really does. He, He does. That's unreasonable verbiage, young lady. Can't you? We need more of the McLaughlin group type uh, type discussion. They're very quiet. Believe me, we need to be more quiet and reserved because the people listening to us talk in, 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 in a reserved fashion, they're falling asleep because we're so damn boring. We don't want to wake them up, do we? Okay? If they wake up and listen to us, they might actually understand that we're full of you-know-what and reject us entirely, as you've done, young lady. By dominating every cultural, intellectual, and political institution. That is the left, David Brooks. That is the perfect working definition of what the left has become. I would say my friend, but I don't like you, David Brooks. As she says this, the dozens of young people in her breakout session begin to vibrate in her seats like literally vibrate literally david i hear david brooks is an expert on vibrations i don't know i didn't make such accusations uh who knows he and from have has anyone ever seen those two together without one of the two having a one of those noise and i don't know uh ripples of head uh nodding are visible from where i sit in the back They are rising young talents of the right, the Heritage Foundation, junior staff, the Ivy League grads, the intellectual Catholics. Are you saying some Catholics are stupid? That's not very nice, David Brooks, Catholic phobe. And the Orthodox Jews who have been studying Hobbes and de Tocqueville at the various young conservative fellowship programs that stretch along uh, Alcala land. In the hallway before watching Bovard's speech, I bumped into one of my former Yale students <laughs> who's now at McKinsey, and you know about those things at McKinsey, right? Oh, 
of the times we are there. I can't believe I was that bored and survived. Bovard has the place rocking, training our sights on the true enemies of the left-wing elite. A totalitarian, a totalitarian cult of billionaires and bureaucrats, a privilege perpetuated by bullying and powered by the most sophisticated surveillance and communications technologies in history, and limited only by the scruples of people who arrest, rape victims' fathers, declare math to be white supremacists, finance, finance ethnic cleansing in Western China, and who partied a mile high on Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita Express. She's on fire, David Brooks. This is what you need. Truth tellers. People like like this young lady and me, who's not young and not a lady. Uh, the atmosphere is electric, Brooks, right? She's giving the best synopsis of national conservatives. I've heard of the conference we're attending in with Flair. No, not Rick Flair, just Flair. So, whoa, see, I can't do high-pitched things anymore. I used to be able to do a great Rick Flair. Woo, I can't do it. I don't know what I did to my voice. <clears throat> It's a shame. It really is. Progressives pretend to be the oppressed ones, she tells the crowd. But in reality, it's just an old boys club. Another frat house for entitled rich kids contrived to perpetuate their unearned privilege. It's skull and bones for gender studies majors. She finishes to a rousing ovation. People leap to their feet. Oh, it's then, my friends, apparently. The David Brooks gets the sinking sensation that the thunderous sound he's hearing is the future of the Republican Party. Yeah, who wants a bunch of damn young, energized, angry, and righteous, and informed, and truly woke young people who are going to fight like hell for conservatism and tell the truth about what leftism is? Who wants that? No, we need more David Brooks, apparently, who, again, I remind you, was in love with Obama's crease in his pants leg. I wrote about this at the Delegator. The whole piece is there. It's also at the other McCain, a link to it. And uh, I asked a question. David Brooks has a punchable face to me. And David Frum does. But who has the most punchable face in politics? I listed those two. I, th I think Frum's more punchable because he's a Canadian. Uh, Gerardo Rivera. Like I said, if I gave parents and children an, an option at Christmas time for for 10 bucks or 20 bucks, let's say, kids, get your picture taken with Santa, three pictures, and you get to punch Gerardo Rivera in the face. Boy, parents would be asked if they could get bring their, their nieces and nephews. There'd be a line of kids with little tapes, fists, just ready to hammer the, uh, the uh, Mustuchio dash bag. Uh, Mustuchio douchebag, I should say, of uh, of Fox News. That for some reason they pay this idiot money, and he uh, just screws up uh, the five every time he's on it. Less Geraldo Vera, far less his mustache, more Katie Pavlich, more Greg Gutfeld. That's ratings gold. And also, whoever books the five. If you want somebody to permanently permanently replace the Mustuchio douchebag of Geraldo and Al Capone's empty vault, and you don't want to see somebody who's been hit in the face with a chair on a stupid talk show that was on daytime TV, if you don't want that, I'm available. And my fees are very, very affordable, I think. Just to, just to pass that along. And our final story, folks, a truly sickening one.
going into the Christmas season not too long from now. The Salvation Army has proceeded to uh, ask its white donors to uh, <laughs> to put on their uh, put on their uh, "We're guilty of everything" face and apologize for all their despicable racism. Uh, how about despicable stupidity and naivety? Salvation Army, such a great group, helps so many people. The left loathes you, they're always going to loathe you, and yet you cannot wait to bend over for them. So here it is. This is posted uh, by uh, Ed Daly on the Delegator, daily, or, or the Delegator.com. It's been referenced in a lot of other places. This is from Central Nova News Reports. Uh, the Salvation Army <clears throat> wants its white donors uh, to give it more than just money this Christmas season. So what do they want? To stand over the mistletoe with you if you're cute? No. To uh, give you free candy for donating? No. Give you an opportunity to, I don't know, uh, join a certain club they have that gives you certain perks. Maybe your own red kettle in your own yard so you can, who knows? No, none of that. It's leadership demands, really. They're demanding that if you're white, since you clearly ain't right, uh, you need to apologize, to say you're sorry, to try to make amends for being white, which ain't all right. It's part of a push by the Christian uh, charitable organization to embrace the ideas of Black Lives Matter. That's right. The folks who want to completely dismantle the nuclear family because fathers and mothers for kids. No, no, no. That's the state's job to raise kids because we're all one tribe, one community. Uh, and again, Black Lives Matter, very activist group. Uh, they also, one of the things they used to have up on our website, I think they took it down because they're trying to hide who they really are. Uh, they also want to disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure and dismantle white privilege. It's not like other privileges. It's white. Like an avalanche of hell descending upon minorities everywhere. Uh, the Salvation Army's Alexandria-based leadership has created an, what they call an International Social Justice Commission. And, of course, social justice, if you know and understand what social justice is, as, and just as environmental justice, economic justice, gender justice, uh, everything except the Justice League of America, which is actually still in the justice, I think, uh, is communism. Uh, this has developed and released a resource to educate, educate, read that as brainwash and intimidate its white donors, volunteers, and employees. So they're kicking their volunteers. People give other time freely and willingly. They're going to hear the word too. The word of wokeism, the word of Marx and Lenin and Trotsky and all the other leftist communist trash you could name over the years. Maybe they'll have to get a, uh, a tattoo of Castro or Chavez or Mao or 
Paul Pot or somebody too, just for the hell of it to make us understand that communism is such a glorious thing that they, of course, can never hint what it really is, which is communism. This program is called Let's Talk About Racism. Yes, let's talk about it, but let's be factual. That would be a good discussion. Uh, it asserts Christianity is institutionally racist. So that's right. So if Christianity, stick with me here, Christianity is based on the teaching of, uh, there was a guy long, long time ago. He's kind of the reason for Christmas. Virgin. Oh, that's right. Jesus. So Jesus, by extension, is a racist. Are you, have you taken leave of your senses? Seriously, did, what did you do? Get drunk? Did you fill one of those red kettles up with cheap brandy and drink it all? Did you strike your head on it several hundred times till you hear a constant ringing in your ears? What is the, the, the dysfunction in your brain? This is the leadership of the Salvation Army I'm speaking to. You're basically calling Jesus a racist. You know, he's Jesus, right? All powerful, all knowing. Yeah, he's probably not a not a being you want to offend, I gotta be honest. It asserts again, Christianity is institutionally racist, calling for white Christians to repent and offer a sincere apology to blacks for being antagonistic to black people or the culture, values, and interests of black of the black community. I don't know if I've ever been antagonistic to anyone who wasn't anta antagonistic first. And I don't know how they need to define these things. If if a rap song comes on, if I'm flipping channels and a rap station comes on, I don't really want to listen to it because I hate rap. As an art form, I hate it. And I change the channel. Does that mean I'm being insensitive? Should I apologize for that? Maybe I should apologize, apologize for ever considering giving anything to the Salvation Army. Maybe the Salvation Army owes me and every other Christian, every other conservative, and all white people an apology for being a racist. Maybe. Judgmental? Yeah, maybe you owe an apology for that too. And maybe you should re-examine what your organization was designed to do. Help people in need, not kick people in the proverbial uh, ideological nuts every five seconds. Uh, many have come to believe that we live in a post-racial society. In other words, a colorblind society. But racism is very real for our brothers and sisters who are refused jobs and housing. So if a black person doesn't get a job, it's because of racism. That's what they just said. You weren't hired? Must be racism. You know how many jobs I've had? Quite a few. You know how many more times I've applied, sent resumes, interviewed for jobs, and not been hired? Hundreds. So maybe all those employers just hated white people, or maybe they hated men. Maybe they didn't like me for another reason. Maybe I was too tall or something. I don't know, but it must have been some discrimination, right? It couldn't just be something called real life, which sucks sometimes. Uh, but racism, very real uh, for our brothers and sisters who have been denied basic rights. Okay, give me an example in the last 30, 40 years when that has happened. 
especially the last 20. Give me an example. No, 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 I'm not talking about someone screaming racism when there was none with no evidence. I'm talking about actual discrimination. Of course, to the left, which is the ass of the Salvation Army is, is currently kissing, every time a cop shoots a black person, it's got to be the cop's fault. Could be the black person's fault, even, the, even if the cop's black. Even if the other person drew a gun on him and tried to kill him, it doesn't matter. Black people are always victims. Unless they're conservatives and victims of left-wing hate, which is very real and very ugly and very despicable, then they're just an Uncle Tom who doesn't deserve, or maybe an Oreo they're called, but they're not fit to uh, to stand up for or uh, to defend their right to have opinions. There is an urgent need for Christians to evaluate racist attitudes and practices in light of our faith and live faithfully in today's world. There is an accompanying study guide on racism, of course. Salvation Army authors explain that all whites are racist, even if they don't realize it. That's right, kids. It's episode three, season seven of The Unknowing White Racist. Today, the unknowing white racist unknowingly offends many black people by writing a check and buying a firearm or driving a car or walking their dog or any other reasons. Like a football game, perhaps. Rooting for the wrong team in a baseball game. It doesn't matter because if you're white, you can't be all right. You're a racist. You should apologize immediately because you're a racist. Because the left said so. Very, very, very sad. Very sad. So what are the what are the uh, privileges, empowerment, and benefits of the dominant ethnicity that's intentionally perpetuating injustice? What type of, of injustice are they talking about? Well, they're talking about Sunday school curriculum that only uses white photography and imagery. Really? Does every story, every picture have to have multi races in it? And how, I mean, how many races are there? Literally, I was reading a story today from a Vietnam vet. There's 54 different ethnicities in the nation of Vietnam. Seriously, how many faces do you have to put on something till it's inclusive enough for you? Absolute parasites. We must stop denying the existence of individual and systemic slash institutional racism. They exist and are still at work to keep America, uh, to keep white Americans in power, the lesson says. And these systems, they give privileges to white people. Uh, let's talk about racism pushes arguments identical to those of leading critical race theory purveyors. purveyors Robin D'Angelo and Henry Rogers, also known as Ibram Kendai, whose work is recommended by Salvation Army authors. They're also the a new book coming out they're going to recommend I hear. It's called If You're White, Just Pay Somebody to Kick You in the Balls Because You Deserve It. Uh, uh, these two, D'Angelo and Rogers, <coughs> pardon me, claim that any observable difference in relative behavior or accomplishment between racial groups is due to the inherent racism of whites. So if Asian people are more accomplished at something than Hispanics, or blacks are more accomplished than Asians, 
uh, or Hispanics are identified as more successful than Jews, that's all white race. That's all white people's fault too. What isn't our fault? Seriously, I'm a white guy. I want to know? Tell me one thing that ain't my fault. That's right. You can't because your ideology is absolute lunacy. Unbelievable. The inherent racism of whites. Understand that means I can't help but be racist because I'm a racist because I'm white. But that theory in itself is, of course, heavily racist, completely and totally racist. But it's not racist because that's anti-racist. See, you can be racist if you call yourself an anti-racist and attack the right ethnic group. Yes, the insane is heavy here, folks. Arguing against our traditional American concept of equal opportunity. Equal opportunity. What? You have to work for stuff? You have to earn stuff? Sometimes you're not going to win, even though maybe you're more talented? You mean like reality? Oh my God, not that. Uh, They want to scrap that in favor of the Marxist-inspired goal of equality of outcome. You know, structural racism is the overreaching uh, system of racial bias across institutions and society. These systems gives privileges to white people, resulting in disadvantages to blacks. Red one Salvation Army lesson. And please, this is that again, Central Nova News. All this is linked at thedailygator.com. It really is all over the place. Uh, bet your ass CNN and MSNBS won't be having any outrage over it because they probably support this as equality, diversity. Uh, but go read it, my friends. That's it for me. I've got an errand to run. Uh, my mother would probably not appreciate being left on dialysis. She probably wouldn't appreciate that. Uh, so I got to uh, bring her home, make sure she gets her medicine. The the, the, uh, the shot for diabetes, the insulin, make sure she eats, all that. Uh, it seems that uh, the expression about your... If you're a parent, when you're raising your child, when they can't care for themselves, basically, or can't care properly about themselves um that situation will often reverse itself uh and i'm not angry about that that situation it's just to me it's what you do when you're family uh but some people unfortunately don't i don't have the resources to put my mother in some care center or hire somebody to come here and basically live with her so you know uh, you do what you have to do. And I'm not asking for praise. Just uh, felt like getting that, this off my chest because I hear that a lot, you know, um, why people make certain decisions for their family. And so, oh, there's always the chirpers outside. I wouldn't have done that. Well, whoop-de-doo for you. God bless you, my friends. Morning, noon, night, whenever you listen, I do appreciate you. Three golden rules to life, my friends. Number one, go Gators. Is Billy Napier our new coach? I'd be happy. I'm just saying. God bless America. And yes, if you're left, you just ain't right. And if you if you uh, just gave money to the Salvation Army, you might want to reach that kettle and get that $5 bill back. I'm just saying. You racist. We'll talk to you a couple days Sunday.
because tomorrow is the last uh, regular season of, of college football last week. All coming down to the wire. Yes, Georgia's going to win the national title. Yes, Bulldogs, you heard it from a Gator, so you know it's the truth. My friends, that's it for me. I'm out. Take care. Good night. God bless. Good morning. Good afternoon. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your kids. Be good to your dog. They put up with a lot from you. And they don't judge. Not really. Dogs are like the perfect animal. Y'all be good. We'll talk to you Sunday. God bless y'all. And I appreciate your patronage. And yes, if you feel like contributing, I've told you many times how to do it. Uh, I will always take your money. I'm not trying to get rich. But if you want to give me 500 bucks, hell, I'll take it. I'm not a dummy. Mom and daddy didn't raise a dummy. They just raised maybe a big mouth, right? <laughs> take care, my friends. Take care.